0: Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not Astrology. This is Sky Astrology via Astronomy. (laughs) So this is the live 408 or 9 podcast episode there have been some others on on um, <laughs> on uh, Spotify that I didn't share I, they're there and I talked about this uh, full earth moment that we're approaching actually in exactly almost 12 hours and because you know it's <clears throat> it is quite overwhelming sometimes when you're in the middle of researching and you hear a lot of people's interpretations of what's happening um, at this opposition and you're like whoa what's going on you know like when I look at the sky when I acknowledge and I use different techniques to look at the sky there are some times <clears throat> like this one when it's not as clear-cut as it could be um, especially with the moon in position but one of the main reasons that I felt called to come on is because We have a lot to be grateful for in the Sky Astrology community. We started a zero degree community with an almanac calendar a year ago. And I have heard that it has been very helpful to know when the zero degrees is of any heavenly body going into a constellation space. So what has been really amazing and overwhelming? I just want to make sure you guys can hear me okay. Everything's like working. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, did somebody say, yeah, it's working. But yeah, it must be. So Let's talk about the journey, which is really important. It's frozen from me. It kind of looks frozen, so can somebody just put a message up? Excuse me. This is in a live podcast. We're just making sure everything is working really well. Perfect. Thank you, Aiki Nikki. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so let's go. So let's start from the beginning. Okay, so I introduced you about the zero degrees. And this began, my dear friends, Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday, when Mars was zero degrees of Scorpio. Okay. And what normally, of course, every zero degree is impactful. But what was special about this zero degrees is that it was conjunct the karmic point of k2 k2 is the south node of the moon calculation as we know it understand it to be so it wasn't just you know mars going to zero degrees of scorpio and leaving libra no it was aligning with this node and this node is part of the reason why we had an eclipse on the 4th of December, because the sun and the moon were aligned near that number, that position in the sky, okay? And the fact that Mars has a connection to Scorpio um, and of course to Aries makes it of course more sensitive to that energy in mars i mean in scorpio when it was there at zero degrees and i saw a lot of things happen on that day that i felt really called to speak about but it just seemed like i can't just seemed too much but i will mention it because i think when i when i love to see and i love to see the universe talking through numbers and zero degrees, we we know, we call it the knowing. We call it the knowing. And we call the karma point is the action, to take action. And so this position of, of a zero degree and the knowing about the actions taken can give us a invitation to really do something. And... Do something with guidance of what can be done or what needs to be done. In this case, it's about past karma, because that's what K two is about. Past karma, past actions. Rahu is about future, presence or current actions. Okay, so I don't know if you heard about um, a judge Michelle Ornette or, or debt. who on the 15th, I don't know what day happened. It doesn't matter. What happens is when the day it was um, came into our awareness. Okay, so came into our awareness under this Mars zero degree Scorpio, which is about secrets and the past karma. And I don't want to go too far into it. I really want to just give you this tidbit because I had to think about this myself and found myself in a little bit of a rabbit hole. But it's something that needs to be said because there's a lot of things I want to say. I have to say, I mean, I have mercury at two degrees of Scorpio. And, you know, we are love and light, but, you know, there are times when we have to speak up. We have to kind of throw a little curveball into our awareness because if we do not speak up, We will not begin the journey, the change. It all begins with thought, with speaking our minds and using our voices, okay? So this judge in Louisiana was caught on camera using the N-word. And like, really, I was like, you'd be like, oh my God, what did she say? Oh my goodness. And I have to say that when I do the podcast, And like, say, Nicki Minaj, or like, I didn't play Nicki, I knew Nicki Minaj was born under a focus, but I didn't play her music because I believe in word magic and conscious language. And because I was in a position as a seven, or no, I was like 10 or 11, sorry, where I was at a country club with my friends. And I was a child playing tennis at a country club and an adult said what is that n-word doing here and as much you know that stuck with me all my little life you know and you know as much as we like to say this or that it hurt and I remember this and these words are used at the same time I have to think why you know it's like we're waking up to so many programs and me as african-american can see that the programs that are being used globally now have been used before and so if we just accept it's okay to use the n-word it's like cool like somebody said i even was didn't know my son convinced me to say yolo you only live once which is a lie it's a program it's a psyop right because we know we don't only live once we know we are eternal and we having fun or we getting pop culture but the fact is that in this awakening in this shift We are being asked to align ourselves with a higher vibration, a love that will supersede an agenda of getting us off track. Getting us off track. And I, having that, I can share that with you because I have had that experience and I want to speak about it because these are things that people think oh it's okay Well, you know people of color say that each other that's a psyop they should not be saying it i mean it's just crazy to think that that word is being used and then somebody wants to cancel somebody else for using it i mean there's just so many illuminations happening and This is why I'm grateful because if you can see when you you really kind of be objective about what is happening, when you see clearly and when the stars help you to see clearly, then you can take another perspective instead of the victim mentality and say, wow, thank you universe for showing me. We need to look at this word. We need to look at the secret Mars, the secret anger energy that came to light and why. Thank you for that, and that's how I saw Mars, I was like, I do, I was like, oh, what's happening today? I'm like looking, what's about Mars? That is a hint to make everybody accountable for conscious language, not just the judge. It's like, you can't make it up. Anyway, so that's the first zero degrees. That I saw, even though I was dealing with my own zero degrees, I have to tell you, because um, <clears throat> I was exposed to the flu and I wasn't told that the other people were exposed to the flu until after they got the test. And then I've been feeling poorly since Wednesday. And a part of me wanted to get really upset. <laughs> I just told it to my friends, because I felt, again, I had to think, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And why do I feel that? And it's misplaced up anger or discord, right? So, you know, those are a couple of things. Now the next thing happened that is happening still, and will be happening for a few days, for a while, next week, I'm sure, is that <clears throat> Jupiter, yesterday, Thursday, hey, Jupiter, <laughs> like who comes in when I say Jupiter? I can't believe it. Okay, Jupiter arrived at zero degrees of Aquarius. Now, not just arrived, Jupiter returned to zero degrees Aquarius. Because it was retrograde, and it went to four degrees Aquarius, and then we went retrograde back into Capricornius. And the Capricornius is with the Capricorn and the Aquarius energy. So that's earth and air energy, which is great for both energies, earth and air. How to bring that air, that voice, into realization, into matter, to make it matter right? So we had this beautiful movement of Jupiter returning to Aquarius. And why that is amazing and beautiful is because Jupiter is connected to Sagittarius, which is fire, but also the ancient Pisces, the womb, the waters. And so these two Fire and water also have that challenge to alchemize, but Jupiter is there as an invitation for that to actually come about. And when a heavenly body has been retrograde, it's redoing that position. It's making sure it's checking twice, like Santa Claus checking twice to see if it got the codes and went back into Capricorn to realize, whoa, this is happening. All these so-called, you know, situations, you know, restriction situation, Earth, Capricornian things happening, right? But not sure. And then moving back into Aquarius. Now, Jupiter will stay there for almost a little year in Aquarius, right? And this, fire, water, and air have the ability to be free of earth as they dance together in Aquarius. Because we have the possibilities to envision and build. Uh, Jupiter is connected to Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the philosophy, right? And to wake up to what the philosophy is, because the truth is the philosophy is that there's no such thing as separation and that there's as above and so below. So when you have the wave of the Aquarius, it is the waters of the air and the waters of the earth. And moving in harmony for the abundance, that is our birthright, our waters. At the same time, our sexual waters, our deepest waters that create life, still honoring the fact that our past karma has been at zero degrees since November. So this zero degrees, this knowing what we are honoring, is in our subconscious. We know what this is about. We're remembering. remembering, as the water priestess says. Our waters know. Our cells know. And so as the second bit of this journey comes in from yesterday, that Jupiter returns to Aquarius and wants to hydrate our minds about the ethos of a humanitarian approach to where we are what happens I think in a few hours we have the shift and it's not just any shift because we are currently the sun is shining between the Scorpio energies and the Sagittarius energies it's called Afuka Are a focus, and I have the Sun, I know I have the Moon, and Venus, and Mars in a focus, and it is a very powerful position. You know, just think of the sky, the energy as energy as magnets. And they are interacting. There's no borders. They're just molecules moving about. And some are a little bit more watery and some are a little bit more fiery. And then they go, whoa, we got to manage this water and fire coming together. Like, whoa. Like, what do we do with that? And the beautiful thing is we call focus the creative healer. So what is she going to do as the alchemist to make this integration matter and create a new way of thinking that, you know, people call the divine feminine, whatever you want to call it. I personally like to see the humanoid expressions of the constellations as representing mankind, humankind, us, acting us. It's not about the fish The womb space is not about, you know, philosophy, the Libra, the scales. No, this is you and me. We are the creative healers. You and me. And right across, it's Orion. Also humanoid. You and me. The seeker. No longer hunter. Because that's ancient. Maybe before we were hunters. Maybe before we didn't even know how to heal ourselves. Maybe we didn't even have to know how to heal ourselves. But now we are shifting. We are taking on. We are remembering what we are here to do. We are seeing ourselves in the sky. We are making that connection, an awareness that is really going back to ancient, ancient practices of looking to the sky, to the heavens. They don't call it the heavens for nothing. And people didn't pray to the sky for nothing, just for the stars. There is a deeply spiritual connection to that. And I have lived that by being outside in nature, by being surrounded by just the stars. And we need that physicality to actually experience that, to see how real it is. And I've been blessed, or that was my journey to do that. And so listening to this concession... Of the Mars coming in to the scorpion zero degrees with the past karma, wanting to shake us up, wanting us to remember what this is about, remember our waters, remember our 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 integrity, and then we have Jupiter saying, "Yes, I went back into Capricorn. yes, I went back. And now I am ready to go forth to show the abundance. Jupiter is expansion and abundance in Aquarian, but it's still air. So this is the invitation to keep talking, to keep visualizing for the Aquarius, for the as above, so below of our waters. And this is just the beginning. And now, <clears throat> on this opposition of the sun and the moon, on the oppositions of the two humanoids in the sky, that's a focus and Orion, we have a zero degree of Sagittarius in the opposition of the full moon, full Earth. Now, zero degree... <clears throat> is a special place here is Sagittarius here is a focus that's why I say it's still this a focus you just don't turn a flip like a switch light oh that's a focus gone no it's a journey it's a journey what has the sun given us illuminated sourced us with Great time to stargaze, by the way. If I could, if the sun was shining in London, it went away for a week. That's why I don't have any good morning messages or grand risings. So the fact is that we have now at this juncture, at this opposition and a third consecutive zero degree, our full moon where we have a knowing because we have at this juncture, no longer Mars at zero degree, because it's moved on and it will be in Antares. It will be at two degrees of uh, two degrees. Hey, of Scorpio, but we still have the south node at zero degrees. So for this opposition, we have the past karma knowing, at zero degrees, Scorpio. We have Jupiter at zero degrees, Aquarius. That's the war, the air. Scorpio is the water. And we have the sun, shining sun, fire. At zero degrees, Sagittarius. At the fire. Three zero degrees is at this opposition. This knowing, the reason I wanted to, I felt I had to come on because that's not everything. And this is the clincher and this is what I want you to know. Because there's so much, I guess, unknowingly misdirected information. We're living in the time of misinformation, period. And it is a lot of work to track down and to revisit what things really mean because there are little tricks inside of what we the narrative and we've been discovering that in a big way so i know you've heard the narrative that venus is going to be retrograde on the 19th okay it's about what happens before venus is going to be retrograde and what is impactful is that Venus is going to be stationary. I mean, she is not moving uh, by degree, more arch minute. Whilst all this is happening, she will be stationed. And will be waiting a little bit, a few hours later, for Pluto to vibrate at the same time degree as she will be. Both are in Sagittarius. I'm going to tell you when. I can only do GMT because otherwise I'll mess it up. So tomorrow at 1713, that's 13 minutes after 5 p.m. and it's going to be eight hours earlier for your PST time. Venus will station. So it's an incredible time to really ground in because Venus is connected to Taurus, which is where our sun, our moon has just transited to when our moon moves, or we see the moon move through the constellations quite fast, one degree every two hours. So these last days, as this is happening, the last two days, we can see with our eyes, if you look up, If you know your constellations, if you recognize, if you have clear sky, because me don't have no clear sky. If you can see the red dot, there's a red bright star, that's Aldebaran. And you can see sometimes in a clear night the stars of Taurus. And you cannot miss them if you look for the big stars of Orion and then you look to the right to find them, of Taurus. Now, our moon has been picking up that Earth energy And will be, though, aligned with and will be clear of these Taurus energies. It'll be between the two. This is a space that a lot of people don't take on board. That's what makes the part of the Sky Astrology. Um, I got to get my charger for the podcast because the recording is okay (laughs) plugged in. This is what makes looking at the sky so impactful because no matter what the calculation says, who is gonna miss these Orion stars on a clear night sky? Who? Nobody. They're bright and bright and bright. They're they're so bright. And why ignore them? This is the thing. And why not integrate the journey of the moon moving into opposition of the sun, which is moving from a focus, which is an integrated element because it, it combines water and fire. And it is opposite, this integrated element of Orion, which is between earth and air. And Orion, is known in the ancient books and things as the heaven's gate. And I always describe it as how can we bring heaven on earth? It used to be called House of Gemini. It's the parallels, the twins. It's the higher ideas of life, wondering what to do and asking the questions and having the conversation using our voice. Right? Using our voice and our understanding of higher ideas and marrying them together in this Orion energy. There's a lot of stories around that that, of course, we can entertain. Well, I'm asking just to honor the journey up till this opposition where we have the humanoids of the sky, that is us, being invited to take action, to be conscious of language, to be conscious of thought, of what we, our waters, remember, of what is fair, and how, what we have to do as far as concepts. Yeah, what, um frame of mind do we need to explore within ourselves to be the change that we want to see every day, not just for ourselves, but for every single one of us. Every single one of us, especially the children, the most vulnerable our creation for them, for them. The universe is on our side and the waking up is not easy, but we have an opportunity we are the ones we are here waking up and taking action and using our voices not being afraid and knowing that when we are honoring the life we created to be here now, that that is our first priority. I'm sure I can answer life or truth if you DM me. As you see, I got a little bit distracted. So I want to say that uh, Venus, so you can maybe... Take a moment to honor Venus, to honor her connection to the Earth, to Taurus, and her connection with Libra, which is air, which would be the missing uh, air energy with the Jupiter in Aquarius, right? And the Gemini, where the moon will be moving towards, and then the connection to Libra through Venus when she stands still there's nothing that she needs to do but to be aware of herself to be aware of herself and her ability to bring balance in the action and in our voices and in thought and love so on the 20th of December, GMT time, it will be at 8 p.m. I guess that's 12 noon on the 20th of December. That is when Venus will start to go retrograde. But up until that time from tomorrow, the 18th, in the morning is PST time and the afternoon GMT time, you can maybe take a moment to honor Venus. Bring in a little bit of balance and unconditional love. I'm back to close this uh, podcast with a just a little correction. I was doing it live on Instagram and got a little bit emotional, but I wanted to say and make a couple corrections, corrections uh, that Mars is at two degrees of Scorpio that is not aligned with Antares. Antares is two degrees of focus. So I just wanted to clear that. Even though the star is part of the constellation of such, of Scorpio, it's quite confusing. But you know, a focus and Scorpio share space. Period. And for the if you look at the sky or any mathematical astronomical uh, expression of it, you will see that is the case, that it is uh, not at Antares yet, it's at the beginning of Scorpio, was <clears throat> well, not in the aligned with, because Antares is actually uh, aligned with some powerful stars of focus, and so they share that energy, okay, so I think that, I hope that clears it up. <laughs> And I just had a little look, you know, because today is the last day, or was we are now um, at zero degrees of Sagittarius? Woohoo! And we are, you know, it's a time to take pause and to honor the journey, as I always say, where we were in this space for about 17, 18 days, uh, feeling how to navigate. The waters and the fires of our being, and I was talking about the mankind, so the humanoid, but Sagittarius is part human and part horse, so that could have connotations as well. But it's all, you know, about our imagination. <laughs> I know like this song keeps coming at it, and um, of somebody who wrote that song, no, the singer Eddie Kendricks from The Temptations. Birthday actually is today or was yesterday. And um, he sung that song just my imagination, but the person who wrote it was not born under the star focus. But mind you, I have found that a lot of people who have that creative energy has, you know, have been in a way used to convey and to kind of create some kind of other energy. And it's better to explain it. So you know that uh Whitney no, Britney. <laughs> Britney Spears is also born um during the Fucas and Nicki Minaj um but Christina Aguilera um and Billie ellish and I looked at their songs, and, you know, you could say they're a bit agenda-packed. Uh, Christine Christina Aguilera was one of the first kind of teen, suggestive um, songs, Genie in a Bottle. Um, and, of course, we know Britney Spears playing the little girl, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Um, and I looked at, I haven't ever really, you know, n- noticed Billy, but, her songs are pretty depressing. Uh, I didn't I listened for a few of them. I didn't find anything inspirational. And every if you look back musically, they will tell you that they changed, like they changed the, you know, the hurts of the music and like Prince was saying, and using the power of music to influence people for the so-called agenda. And they you know, have been able to use quite a few Afuqis uh, energies. People born under the sun, when it was in focus, they've been able to use them. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share that bit because uh, it took me another hour of research to follow that through. But yes, I'm going to put just my imagination on the playlist because that is a very powerful song because we do need to have some imagination. We have to use our imagination. We have it, but let's use it in the positive way. So unconditional love, positivity for this Venus, stationary, full earth moment. And remember we are the earth keepers. We are the conductors. We are visiting here, being asked to take action to ground this heavenly uh, these heavenly energies within us. That's why we call it the full earth in sky astrology, and with Venus standing still, supporting us in the same constellation energy as where the sun will be. I in, yeah, I invite you to be mindful about these energies and to remember the remember the altruistic expressions of them and to remember that it's not just about you it's about us that separation is an illusion so that's why you don't hear me you know kind of talk about what's gonna come up for you and stuff because can't you see we're all connected so um there's always a choice, of course, and I'm just here to share the little bit of a hijacked <laughs> that was hijacked, you know, from mainstream uh, perspective lens about how to use these energies that are in plain sight in our sky and asking us to open up our awareness more in an altruistic Uh, sense in a realistic sense to be uh, grateful for where we are what we have and be mindful of those who are truly suffering for um, in 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 our world Uh, in the real world it's it's uh, life and death situations for children children are light and yeah I think I said enough I'm thirsty I can continue <laughs> okay that's enough from me take care of yourselves lots of love and I want to say something else because I don't want to come back tomorrow I kind of need a little days off is that because Orion is a small constellation it's happening at three degrees orion Orion has seven uh, degrees kind of like Scorpio has seven degrees of the ecliptic seven days to create earth whatever um, <clears throat> but the moon will move one degree every two hours which means that the moon when it is at uh how many hours six hours after the opposition we'll still be in opposition because three degrees off is not a big deal but we get to have this strong um Orion opposition and also very strong uh Gemini opposition and there are some really powerful deep sky objects at the beginning of Gemini as well And so if you're born at the beginning of when Gemini begins if you have the calendar, you know if you have an app you can find out because I have trouble keeping up with that, but This is also very very powerful when it's understood and seen for what it is, and it is uh, a powerful space where we just, if we keep talking and keep asking questions, that is the way to move uh, this energy in the best possible sense, okay? So that'll be happening on the day of the 18th and 19th, and then all of the 19th after that we'll have um, the opposition of the moon uh, and and uh, the sun moving closer to the galactic center galactic center you know is quite big so you know the approaching of the galactic center is also powerful so you know this is we're coming in we had these three zero degrees at the beginning and then at the end we're coming in to the opposition in gemini and sagittarius with the sun being at the galactic center so yeah i guess that's what all the excitement is about (laughs) but yeah just send some positive energy that way no venus is standing still for the whole time until the 20th so we got this we got this uh don't think venus is going retrograde yet hold that hold that frequency Okay, (laughs) that's enough from me. I'm going to go now. Bye.